Welcome to the Experience Christian Church Message Podcast. We are a church startup based out of Exton, Pennsylvania, committed to giving the community a fresh start with God and with church. Our mission is to help people experience God's love in a practical way. We would love to connect with you. Would you text ECC info to 94000 or go to our website, experiencecc.org for more information and to learn how you can be a part of our community. Enjoy today's message. Leave our concerns with him with thanksgiving. The widest road many of us must cross in life is named what if. For some of us, it's a two lane highway. But for others, it's a 10-lane freeway. It can seem impossible to merge or even cross with so much traffic. We are convinced that this pathway separates us from being satisfied. What if I were six foot tall? I would be happier. What if I hit the lottery? I wouldn't have any problems then. Life would be better if the kids would take the time just to stop by and visit, while others say it would be more fulfilling if the kids would just leave or Better yet, I could run away and never come back. Some say if I got married, while others say if I got divorced. Some say if I grew some more hair. Others might say if I could just keep the hair that I have. Many of us are praying for work while others are praying for us to get out of the work that we have. What conditions have you set up in your life to be content? Just fill in the blank. I'll wait while you record it. Does it seem like life is full of what if statements? Are you always one step away from being pleased? One job offer away? One UPS delivery away? One election away? One relationship away? Are you caught in the cycle of what if statements? If this is the case for you, then we can identify one area of worry and hopefully break the cycle. The problem that you have is that you're rushing to try and get across the what if boulevard and you're worried that if you never make it successfully to the other side, what will happen? Determined to get to the other side, you take on more responsibilities, you work longer hours, you even secure more money to be successful and you try to live the American dream only to wake up in the American nightmare. According to the Bible, We have to understand that fulfillment comes not with a change of situation, but with a change of attitude. We must learn how to have an attitude of gratitude. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Paul emphasizes two essential words in this passage that many times are overlooked. Thank him. Embedded in the text is a game changer that will help you win the battle of anxiety. And those two words are thank him. Thank God. Max Licato says gratitude is the mindful awareness of the benefits of life. Gratitude has many positive effects on our outlook on life, our mood, our emotional stability, and even your energy levels. Grateful individuals are more open to forgiving others and being empathetic to those who are hurting. 
This virtue allows people to have a positive perspective on life. When you realize that you are blessed and you don't deserve it, then the door opens for you to be less self-centered and less materialistic. Gratitude boosts your confidence and enhances personal relationships in church, at work, and even in your home. Being grateful helps you to relax your nerves and sleep good at night and think positive thoughts. With all the benefits of gratitude, no wonder God requires a large dose of it for us every day to fight against anxiety and worry. Having gratefulness leads us down the path of changing our what-ifs to already. Being thankful is a transition having conditional relationships with God to saying thank you for what you've already done for me. It reminds me of a time when I would go on vacation. And whenever I would go on vacation, I always look forward to all the mistakes that will be made in my arrangements when I get there. I find that when I get to different places, something is always messed up. And what I've learned how to do is just relax, be calm, and allow God just to handle the situation for me. There was one particular time when we, me and my wife, we went to uh, Puerto Rico on vacation. And when we get there, they didn't even have a room set up for us. And so they accommodated us by giving us a little key that took us to a special elevator to the concierge floor where we would be staying. It was a wonderful place to be able to stay because it had all of these benefits attached to it. They gave us breakfast vouchers uh, for breakfast for every morning that we were there. They had us on a concierge level, so we had our own personal concierge that could give us attention. They had food and beverage throughout the whole day, so we didn't even have to worry about eating lunch. We could make sure that we went by and grabbed a sandwich or something that was nice to eat. And as a result of just remaining calm, God blessed us. And I was so grateful and thankful for all that God had done. And when you learn how to be calm in every situation, God is the one who can make the difference. So what we must do is count our blessings. Do you see God's grace and mercy in your life? When you count your blessings and you think things over, you realize that it was no goodness of your own. But it was by the grace of God that you have been kept all this time under his care and that you still have a mind to give God honor and give God praise. Worry and anxiety must pack their bags and head for the train station because there's no room for them. Because you've taken the time and you have the attitude of gratitude, which kills off any concern that is attached to your life. We have to learn how to focus more on what we have and less on what we don't. Philippians 4.11 through 13 reminds us, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost anything or with, with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Notice what Paul says. He says, I've learned the secret. It's not a principle. It's not a concept, but it is a key to learning how to be content and not attached to a materialistic world. Does your happiness depend upon where you live, the university that you graduated from, the car that you drive, or the amount of money that you have in the bank? 
if this is the case, then you have entered the unwinnable race of materialism, where enough is never reached. The problem is when we have something now, it eventually becomes old, and when you reach your goal, you will still want more. When you are never satisfied and content, it produces anxiety. It's like a drug that makes a promise that it can't keep. You can never duplicate the same feeling after the first high. So you keep chasing a feeling that will never be satisfied, and it's always a letdown. I'm pleading with you today to get off the roller coaster ride of hope and disappointment. We've been in the amusement park ride for so long that we're convinced that we can never be satisfied. Our experiences have turned us into wounded, worried people. Let us use Paul as our example. Paul says he learned how to be content in every situation he faced. He lived in prison instead of a house. He wrote letters instead of traveling to spread the gospel. His company at night was not a wife, but rats. How could Paul accept these conditions? It's simple. He focused on a different list. He had eternal life, forgiveness of sin, assurance of salvation, and he had Christ, and Christ was enough. Max Licato tells us that we have in Christ far greater than what we have than what we don't have in life. Paul's goal was not to obtain great riches or to have the thunderous applause of crowds of people. His goal was known to know Jesus Christ, to be content in Jesus Christ. Christ-based contentment turns us into strong people. The Bible says in Daniel 11:32, "They that know their God shall be strong." In Jesus, we possess a happiness that can never be taken, a grace that can never run out, and a wisdom that continuously grows. There's times when I enjoy going fishing in the summertime. When I go fishing in the summertime, we'll get on the boat and we'll go out and the boat will stop at a particular place and they'll put the anchor down. The reason that they put the anchor down is so that the boat won't move. It doesn't matter how hard the current is pulling. It doesn't matter which way the tide is rolling. When we put the anchor down, you are secure. You are attached to a good foundation that you can stay in place despite the fact that the water is moving all around us. That's what we need in order to not be worried and have anxiety. We need to be able to spend time being anchored to something that is secure. Anchored is something that will hold us in times of great tribulation. An anchor that will hold us still, even though everything around us is moving and chaotic. That anchor is Jesus Christ. We need to replace the what if with what it is that I already have in Christ. When faced with anxious thoughts, we need to prepare ourselves to be thankful and experience God's joy during adversity. In closing, we must learn how to leave our concerns with him with thanksgiving. I'm going to leave you with this scripture, Matthew chapter number 6, verse 25 through 34. The Bible says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or you have enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. 
They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add to a single moment of your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or they don't make their own clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, then here, then we are more important than they are, than the fire they get thrown into tomorrow. He will certainly care for you. So why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what shall I eat or what shall I drink or what shall I wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring about its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. We need to change our focus to what God has already done and be thankful for your blessing. If it could have been me, it was a person who didn't have any food and it could have been me who didn't have a place to lay their head at night. It could have been me who was addicted to drugs and some of you were addicted to drugs, but God is a mighty deliverer and he was able to bring you out. You've got to recognize that God is with you and that God will strengthen you in every situation. You might not have a family, but the Bible reminds us that God will stick closer than a brother. It's important for us to remember that I don't have very much, but I got what I need in order to get to heaven. I've got a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I've got forgiveness of my sins. I can rest in God's promise. I can depend on God's faithfulness. I can enjoy his loving kindness. I can rejoice in his goodness and I can give him thanks for his grace and I'm grateful for his tender mercies. I can secure the fact that God will never change. He'll always be the same. And I can relax in his provision because he meets all of my needs according to his riches and glory. It's God who takes care of me. It's God who protects me. It's God who is my fortress and my shield. His goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will live with the Lord forever. Hallelujah. We thank God for reminding us that he always takes care of us. So always remember, leave your concerns with God, but always do it with thanksgiving. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We hope something you heard today will draw you closer to God and encourage you to know him better. If you found this message podcast helpful, please subscribe write a review, and consider sharing it with someone else. If there is anything we can do for you, a question we could talk through with you, a prayer we could say on your behalf, or a need you have, please don't hesitate to let us know. We are better together. Please connect with us soon. Take care.